What is up, guys? John Nelson, and you are listening to the Starting Block Podcast. You are looking for a show that's going to give you the insight into complete athletic development and give you the tools to win, whether you're the athlete, the parent, or the coach, and you have come to the right spot. Guys, today we have Q&A, and Q&A is where myself and my co-host, Chris, what's up? What's up, guys? Where we... Take your questions that you have submitted to us, and we answer them in this episode. And these questions can be anything relating relating to athletic training, um, strength, speed, power, agility, nutrition. Usually Mandy will come on and get those nutrition questions. She's kind of the guru in that respect. But uh, before we get going with the Q&A, let's kind of review a little bit about how our show operates for our new listeners. So first off, thank you for joining as always. And our show works a little differently than most. Um, we have a couple different episodes within the starting block podcast. So Q and a is one of our main episodes. We have those every other Tuesday and that's what you're listening to today. Then we have a guest interview and our guest interview. We usually do those every other week as well. So they kind of go in between the Q and A's and that's where Chris and I will bring on our colleagues from across the country and across the globe, and they answer your questions and share their stories of how they win and what they do with their clients or patients. And we got a great guest list, and we're very thankful for everybody who's joined us and everybody who's uh, coming on here in the very near future. And then the third type of episode that we have is going to be our Friday Fire and Fact. And that episode is kind of a solo gig on my end, and that's where I take your questions that are related to athletic development, but more so on maybe like the marketing or branding or uh, questions kind of around that side of stuff, maybe a little more motivational, you know, in, in nature. I don't really answer the training questions on those shows. That's more for, you know, me and Chris and Mandy do on this one, but that's what Friday fires, uh, Friday fire in fact is now all of your questions can be submitted to us either via email at info at elite level performance.com, or they can be submitted via social media you can reach me at elp underscore john and they can reach you where chris at fast and agile 49 uh some underscores in there fast and agile 49 <laughs> on instagram just on instagram, yep, okay. dm me cool and uh remember guys we're also on youtube as well so we're on spotify apple and youtube and you can leave your questions on youtube as well um we get those and uh, we'll be happy to answer them as well so that is the breakdown, and uh, yeah, we'll we'll get started here in just a minute. How uh, how you been this week, Chris? I've ah, been, been great. It's been uh, transitioning back into full time training again uh, after everybody's gone back to regular school hours, and so it's kind of nice to have a uh, a noon break where it <laughs> yeah. was full of athletes uh, the last uh, last couple of weeks, Christmas and New Year's. Yeah, it's like. I love, I love, I love Christmas and like summer break, like, cause I love to see all our college crew and, you know, pro crew or whatever come back and, but it definitely adds to the, uh, the work yes. day a little bit. Like without question, no, no lie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no yeah. Lie. We love you guys, but <laughs> <laughs> so let's be honest. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And, uh, yeah. So also we'll make a note that today's uh, episode is sponsored by the newbie. If, uh, anybody's, <laughs> If you're watching this online, you can see that I'm hooked up to it back here, and and uh, if you're if you're listening to audio, uh, yeah, my whole left arm is uh, covered in electrodes at the moment. Yep. Um, so yeah, so shout out to Sal Garrett, Sal Peter, and New Fit. Yeah, you guys are getting me right from uh, 
not being able to move my left yeah, arm. Yeah, how, how, how's the alligator you were fighting? Is, uh, is yeah, yeah, seriously. I'm like, like happy, happy Gilmore over there, like jumping in the pond and beating him up. Yeah, so so here's a, here's my short story here. Is For those of you who don't know me, I like to uh, – I spend a lot of time outside in my free time just like rebuilding stuff. And, you know, my wife and I bought kind of a fixer-upper, and I'm, I'm in the process of rebuilding the deck right now. And the uh, you might have seen it on my on my my personal Instagram page, and like I'm tearing it down, but it's so old that like the screws have like they're not even stripped; they're like me- they're, like melted <laughs> in, into the wood, like into the joist, and then there's like 18 coats of paint over the deck. So like I couldn't even like rip them out or take a sledgehammer and like beat them out. They were so like just glued into the joist i had to take a reciprocating saw it took me like two and a half hours to uh to saw all the boards out and i am so sore like i thought it was just soreness but now it's like it's been a week dude it's like this will not go away and it's one of those pains it's like i can't like i can't tell where it is you right. know it's like it always is bugging me but like it's just getting worse. It's like I woke up this morning and my arms at like ninety degrees. It's like rigor mortis set in. Like I just can't move. So yeah. So now it's yeah, um, time to do something about it. There you go. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So shout out to you, Garrett. Thanks for thanks for helping me. Yeah. Out, it's not man. like we don't have the best um, technology in the world. It's the the problem is we yeah. Sometimes we got to learn to use it ourselves, right? On ourselves. Yeah. No, no kidding. But what what was what's even like more pathetic? I'm not even gonna lie. Like it's it's lame. It's like this week, I was trying to show, like, Brent Rooker's going to be coming on our show. Brent's one of our athletes. He plays for the Oakland A's. He's a, he's a great dude. And, like, he was totally giving me crap about this because, like, I literally couldn't demonstrate how to do an upper body exercise with this arm. But then I couldn't demo a plyo exercise either because I blew my ankle out last weekend, too, running sprints with the horses. Like, I tripped in a hole. And inside ankle bone high and all that, yeah, but when you step into a hole, like, at full speed, like, I – Sorry, I don't really care if you know muscles are in balance and inside ankle bone high. It's probably going to go. So it's like the whole left side of my body just doesn't even work right yeah. now. It's yeah, <laughs> getting getting old sucks. Yeah, for here. Those, I don't know what I'd do if we couldn't fix. Yeah, for those of you listening, yeah, John's kind of a sight. He's got a little bit. Of, he's got the the electrodes everywhere. So yeah, and like what's actually more important? Like I mean, it's more important. I'm just going to say it. Like I need to have function, sure, but. This arm is about to get its tattoo sleeve here in like the next two or three right. weeks, and like it's very imperative that this arm works. Absolutely, yes, so. yes. <laughs> so, anyways, that's been my week. Um, but uh, yeah, so, anyways, let's go ahead and get uh, get to these questions, man. Um, let's start out uh, question one. Question one was uh, was from one of our college crew, um, and they wanted to know as your muscles fill with blood. Does it make it harder to execute your sets and reps? And how does blood flow or getting the pump actually affect you overall? Uh, so, yeah, good question. Would you go for Absolutely. It? Yeah, good question. Um, yes, I mean, if you are getting a, you know, if you're getting that pump, if you will, and you're building some lactic acid, and of course, you got to remember your blood, your, your muscles are filling with blood kind of as a result, it's really an inflammatory response. That's almost like your body responds to damage, okay? It not, and again, we realize that strength training, it's controlled damage, but it's still damage. So your body begins a healing process right away by pulling blood into that area. And so if you are 
getting that pump and you're getting fatigue, yes, it's going to impair your later reps, your later sets, your later uh, whatever it is you're doing. You know, if you're, you know, if you're doing bicep curls, you know, bench press, whatever. Yes. Um, but you also notice that if you're doing, say, you know, heavier, you know, very low rep sets that don't take an extended period of time, you really don't get a whole lot of that same pump. You don't get a lot of that same lactic acid buildup. And so you can usually, uh, you know, continue on a closer to your higher level performance when you're going heavier and lower repetitions. Does that make sense? Than it is if you're, say, trying to do multiple sets of, say, 10 to 15 repetitions, you're probably going to start burning out and your reps and your performance is going to drop, especially with upper body, yeah. by the way. Yeah, I think I, I feel like the question the question has a little bit more in my mind. It has a little bit more to do with actually the actions of the muscle rather than the blood. I mean, I, I kind of I see where where he's going yep. with the question, but my my brain naturally goes to the side of like, okay, fatigue is nothing more than a muscle that has shortened as much as it can shorten. It can't shorten anymore. That's ultimately what fatigue is, right? And so that's why when you're doing, let's just say bicep curls, like a bodybuilding thing, like bicep curls to failure, you end up getting the pump, you know, or the pump as Arnold mm -hmm. would say, like the pump, actually, I'm not going to talk about him. He's not my, he's not, I'm not a fan of his anymore after what he said a few years ago, but you know, anyways, uh, tangent, there. <laughs> but you know, getting, getting the pump, like what ends up happening is yeah, blood rushes to the area and you correct me if I'm wrong on this, Chris. I mean, I haven't looked at the research in, in forever on something like on, you know, the, sliding filament theory and actin mice and all that stuff but blood rushes to the area but the muscle fibers still shorten and there comes a point in time where it just basically can't shorten anymore and that's where the fatigue really sets in i don't really think it has as much to do with the blood as much as it does with just the muscle not being able to contract right more that's what will, that's what would ultimately impact yeah, if the blood if the, you know, the blood is just a response it's not right, right. it is not <laughs> right exactly you're exactly right yes yeah. Yeah. Now, I mean, you know, I don't think you could measure the volume of blood in a, I, I'm sure you can measure the volume of blood in a muscle, but like, you know, like how much blood is too much blood in a muscle. I, I don't know. That gets, I have no idea. Uh, I'm not going to pretend to, not going to pretend to BS that one. I think it has to do with how you're ultimately training. You need to get blood into the muscle. So you, that's why you do warm up mm -hmm. sets. Right. Or even something like, um, I'm drawing a blank. What, uh, the whole premise of French contrast. Um, yeah, you're as you as you keep going, it gets better. What the hell? Yeah, kind of like a potentiation um, type thing. Right? Yes. 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 Like a post-action yes. potentiation. Yes. Thank you. Um, yeah. It same kind of concept. Like it's more blood gets the area. That's a good. You you need that. Um, but as the muscle shortens, that's where I think you end up. You know, with the fatigue, and that's how it impacts your right. performance. Um, that's yeah. a, you know that's going to be a question. Get him to kind of get get a little bit more specific. Is he referring to, you know, if you're if you're getting that pump, I'm going to use the word pump feeling, and you're pitching, that's probably not a good thing. You're doing something's probably not right. On the flip side, if you're getting that pump feeling in a weight room and you're just doing a general strength training program, you know, traditional type strength training program, I would say that's fine. You know, as long as you give yourself time to recover before you do it again. So, uh. You know what? What's the context? <laughs> I hope you're not getting a yeah, pump when you're yeah. throwing off the mound. So, yeah, like, that, that's a good way. To, it's a good way to kind of close that question out. Is really what? What's the context right. of it? 
Um, but I think my, like I said, my takeaway on it is muscle fatigue is a muscle shortening. So we got to keep the muscles lengthened if you want to continue to go. And that's kind of the, a lot of the premise with things like using the impulse machine, um, you know, or doing ISOs or like utilizing isometrics as recovery, um, you know, things like that as you're able to actually, you know, when you, when you time the muscles together and how they work around a joint, you can go for quite a while because, you know, it's working together. You know, I think people don't understand what that means is I I was actually having this conversation with one of our, our college soccer girls yesterday. And you got to understand how the muscle actually works. And let's, let's use a squat, for example. Okay. A lot, like there's still so much debate on what's better, a front squat or back squat or box squat. And, you know, you hear it, it talk about in college, you know, programs all the time. And the fact of the matter is, is like that, that's, that, that's not even the question. Like the, the old, they, who cares where the bar is positioned when you look at the big picture, you look at the big picture, yes, movements involved, which that's, you know, kind of what I like to evaluate, but then you got to look at it from the standpoint of how the, what are you actually teaching the body to do? So actually let's use, let's use a bicep curl instead of the squat. It's a little bit easier to understand. We've talked about, I think before that the, the purpose of the bicep is to what? Bring the arm up, right. To flex right. the elbow, right? All right. Bicep does that. Now, triceps job, though, is to extend the elbow. So if we're training a college athlete with bicep curls, for example, and we're telling them to come up, but then slowly lower the bar back down, well, what you're doing is you're training the muscles to do the wrong thing. It's the triceps job to extend that elbow and to to bring that arm back down. It's not the biceps job. And so that will ultimately lead to more fatigue as well. It that does. So if you are to kind of put that, I, I, again, I don't know if this person who asked that question is a pitcher or whatever, but to kind of put it into an athletic perspective, as that pitcher releases the ball, you know, the elbows, you know, heavy flexion, you know, and then as, it, as they begin to release, the elbow goes into extension. Again, using the tricep, right? That bicep has got, it had better be letting go at that point so that arm can extend at the elbow then the yeah. bicep turns on in it, the the quicker the, the less time it takes for that bicep to decelerate elbow extension so as the the quicker i can shut that turn that bicep on to stop my elbow from straightening the better velocity as a general rule the better velocity that pitcher can throw with this so uh, correct. If, if you were to str- the way you strength train, the way a lot of times traditional strength training is done, you know, control the lift, then even more slowly control the lowering. A lot of times that's a little bit backwards the way we use our bodies in sport. We don't generally right. lower or or decelerate movement slowly. We usually decelerate move very very rapid movements in sport. So that's uh, yes, that I would agree with you there, a hundred percent. Yeah, that's a good question, uh, man. Hit us back up with that now that we've talked about it a little bit more. You know, give us a little bit more context, and uh, we'll dig into that next Q and A as yep. well. We'll kind of do a, a follow up on that one because that is a good question. All right, well, what's uh, what's question number All right, two? So Chris? we have uh, collegiate athlete. Um, Again, as a result of what they do for their college sport, they kind of divide up what they do in the weight room versus what they do 
uh, on the field. So they strength train, more traditional type strength training, uh, kind of so piggybacking on the question we just had, and then they go run. Okay, again, there's nothing wrong with that, but as we just discussed, the way you use strength on the field is not always the same as the way you'd use it in a weight room. So her question is, I don't want to keep I don't want to keep bulking up. <laughs> All right, I don't want to keep bulking up. It develops muscle very easily. Okay, muscle mass very easily. I don't want to keep bulking up, but I want to keep my strength, and I want to be able to continue to hit the ball with power. You know, hit softball with a lot of power. Uh, I still want to be able to hit bombs. I just don't want to look like I hit bombs. I'm <laughs> like, okay, so yeah, just be, keep the strength, <laughs> right. keep the power, but I don't want to look bulky. Fair enough. All right. So how would you go about doing that? Okay. Good question too. Um, I, I'll first off say that like, I, I am a believer in splitting up strength and speed work. Um, you know, I, I think in the early days of like high school, middle school, you know, you can mix the training like that and get decent results. But in my opinion, and what I've seen over the years that it is, it is, the athlete gets older, it's, it is important to split these up a little bit. You know, you don't, there's, there's a, there's a line there, you know, but we don't need, I don't need to be doing sprints and max effort work, so to speak, like right at the same time. I find that the, I found that splitting them up a little bit is better. Now, if I am going to do something I like, I will do like some plyometric stuff, you know, prior. Yeah. That's not what I'm talking about. If I'm talking about, but like going out and running gassers or conditioning and things like that, I, I recommend we, we split that up. Um, I kind of take the bodybuilding mentality to that a little bit and try to let the body adapt. And, you know, ideally like a bodybuilder, you try to split up you know, like your cardio and your training by about six to eight hours if possible. Um, I, I kind of recommend the same thing personally. Um, now, if you're really training, like if you're doing something like a, like an absolute strength workout and like a dynamic effort workout later on, then yeah, those do need to be split up during the week. We're not going to get you're not going to get great results there um, if you're combining the two. But back to the, you know, kind of the premise of the question of you're asking, how do you maintain, how do you maintain your strength without putting on a bunch of size? Is that, is that kind right. of the premise wants of the question? Wants to, wants to keep muscle mass somewhat limited while regaining strength mm-hmm. and power, power specifically in this case to softball. Mm-hmm. Then don't train like a bodybuilder. I mean, don't be doing eight, eight, don't be doing eight to 12 reps of, you know, you know, of your, of bicep curls and shoulder presses and, you know, bench presses, you know, take your main lifts, you know, if you're going to lift and utilize your main lift, depending on your skill level and, um, you know, abilities and experience. I mean, keep your strength ranges, like something as simple, like as a four sets of five, like on a basic linear progression, like you're not. Meaning like if you're going to, let's say you're doing trap bar deadlift, kind of a basic that everybody does, uh, you know, in some type of strength, you know, um, strength and conditioning setting, like just keep it basic, like a four sets of five. So find a weight that challenges you for five reps, do four sets with that. It doesn't need to be failure, maybe 70, 80% effort. I mean, it's a challenging. If you can get all four sets of five reps in week one, then week two, you add a little bit of weight, but you know, week two, maybe you only get three sets with this new weight. So then come into week three, you got to stay with that weight and keep, you know, and get all four sets of five reps before you can progress. When you train from that element, if you're truly training strength, you're not going to put the size on like you would if you're training multiple sets to fatigue and to failure like a bodybuilder would. So a bodybuilder is going to take like on a, 
you know, on a bigger, you know, a bigger muscle group like a chest or a back, like what, 20, 20 ish sets, 25 sets, something like that. If you're doing high volume, smaller muscle groups, maybe 16 to 18 sets, something like that. And so with an athlete, you don't need to worry about Mm -hmm. that. Like you hit your main lift and then you do your speed work or conditioning or whatever else it is that, you know, you have programmed. It's going to be all that assistance work that is really going to create the hypertrophy and create the size that you, that you're, you know, you're saying now I'm also, I'll also go on a tangent and say, look, like I'm going to be real with you that women aren't going to, you're not going to get big. Like it's just, it's not going to happen. Okay. Like women that say, Hey, I get bulky or I get, I look too muscular. Like I bulky's the better way. If I get bulky. No, well, you're bulky because your body fat's too high. Okay. You, you simply lack the hormones to be able to build a ton of muscle. It just, it's biology. Whatever, I don't care what California has to say about gender and all that. Biology is biology, okay? You don't have the testosterone to do that. So if you feel like there's a lot of bulk that's occurring, then that's probably going to be a nutritional or a body fat type issue. And you should probably drop the body mm-hmm. fat down a little bit. Um, but maintain the strength, main lift, four sets of five. It's the assistance work that's going to build a lot of that extra size that I think you're probably concerned about. Uh, does that answer a question? I believe Chris? so. Uh, I mean, and and I, I don't think I asked the question this way, but I do believe she was asking more along lines of supplementary training because her school trainer actually sets the program that they do. So she's asking mm-hmm. for specifically, I believe, supplementary type work. And of course, my response to her, since she's already doing the lifting sets, reps, or whatever, that's already being determined. Yeah. Uh, that, okay. Fine, you know, then uh, since you already have your strength training program, you already have your running program, you already have your conditioning, you're on the field work, et cetera, mm-hmm. um, that's a perfect time to be uh, to be focusing in on uh, altitudes, rebounds, and ISO extremes. I mean, so let's recover. Yeah, yeah exactly. I guess I misunderstood the question. Yeah, I don't, I don't think bit, I even yeah. asked it. That's why you... <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of hard to no. write. Okay. okay, I guess yeah. I didn't misunderstand so, it. But yes, I mean, I, I would agree with you 100%. Yeah, you don't need to be doing more concentric or like right. weight-based work. Take that opportunity to do, you know, like your ISOs, your rebounds, which if you're working with Chris, I'm sure you know how to do all those. You know, I, I would have, I'd say the same thing with my athletes. I usually do a lot more. I mean, we do that, but we do a lot of recode work with it as mm-hmm. well. So I have them doing a lot of go-to theory, like a lot of, um, you know, back chain dominant, not like RDL type stuff, you know, more like, you know, back chain, like setting the bow, setting the corners, you know, but, you know, so we're talking about the same thing. It's just, I, I, I would, I do a little bit more of like the movement mm-hmm. go to type thing as well. But like I said, ISOs, rebounds, it's another good option to work on your mobility and stuff too. Like, I mean, right. You can do that. Right. And, and, and so really either way, regardless of if she's looking for more primary training or she's looking more for supplementary, she's got an answer either way. So there you go. Yeah. Yeah. But like, I want to, I, I want to ask you about the, the speed, the speed thing, because you know, you're kind of the, the speed guru here, you know, like there, there's research kind of all over the place. And, you know, my takeaway has always been, if you're going to do it, if you're going to do some type of speed or plyometric, do it at the beginning, you know, but as the athlete gets more, you know, special, I don't want to say specialized. I hate that word. As they get older and more advanced, like you're going to get more benefit by splitting this up. And this is not French contrast or, or like, you know, right. that type. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about 
gassers, conditioning, all that. Like, what, I just want to hear well, your thoughts. Well, it's kind of interesting because I've kind of come back and forth. Uh, I've got, I guess that yes, I, I agree. You know, the traditional sense is skill first, uh, power. You know, would be you know any power training, plyometrics, et cetera, speed work would be done second. Uh, then your general strength training third, and then more your mobility. I've kind of gotten away from believing that now because I've seen so many people where that just doesn't matter. Let me give you an example. I'm going to give you an example from Jay Schroeder. Then I'm going to give you a couple of examples from my own experience of kids I've trained. Um, Jay trained, and uh, this was actually a testimonial I had on uh, one of his uh, videos they had on YouTube, a professional tennis player. And she came in, she said, I have no idea what my workout's going to be. I might do 300 glute hemorrhages. I might do, I mean, she's just giving all these examples. Uh, and she's like, I should have to go into tennis practice exhausted. And, and you know, how in the world am I going to move on the court? She's like, but yet I go out and I have the best, I have the best practice I've ever had in my life. You know, and on the other hand, I've had um, cases Sorry. I'm getting a little messed up here with my my microphone. Anyway, I've had a couple of cases where you know people have asked, well, can we uh, work out and then go do our pitching lesson? And I used to say, I need to do your pitching lesson first. Now I'm like, I, I don't care. It doesn't matter. Because if we, yeah, I'm the same if way, we train yeah. you the right way, you finish your training, you go – get a little Agreed. snack or whatever, you're going to be just fine. And I, I have the exact same. So, yep. you know, number one, they're young. Number two, we train them the right way. Their muscles are, are recovered very quickly because of the way we train them. Right. And there you go. So. Yeah, no, I, I don't disagree with you at all. I just, I think when I look at kind of a general format, I think of, of how I like to, you know, implement my workouts is, you know, it depends. If we're going to do a lot of speed work, I typically will, if, if I have full control over, you know, their program, I tend to do that like towards the end of the week, so to speak. And in the beginning of the week, we're doing a little bit more strength work. All of it is always based on movement and all that. But usually every workout is going to have some type of, you know, low level plyometric, you know, um, you know, exercise or two or three in there, depending on kind of what phase I'm right. in and what I'm doing. Obviously, towards the end of the week, as I focus a little more on power speed side of stuff, then I'll go a little bit more high intensity with that. But, you know, you're, you're right. I think you when you train the right way, the recovery side of it is is going to be like you'll be able to recover and go do your pitching right. lesson. I'm talking about like the adaptation side of it. Like, what are you going to how is the body going to adapt the most? You know, and I think that's where we could probably talk for another two right. hours on that topic. Um but I, I, that's where I kind of feel like splitting them up just a little bit tends to give, you know, tends to give the adaptation side of it, you know, uh, the best, the best chance in, in succeeding. And it's where auto regulation and all mm -hmm. that type of stuff comes in. But um, oh, that's a really yeah. good question. We could, we could branch Absolutely. off on a lot of things on that one. Um, okay. Um, all right. Uh, question number three, third and final question for today. Um, this was a high schooler in the area sent this to us. Uh, can you hit the same muscle groups days in a row if you're using different types of 
efforts and methods such as max effort method or dynamic effort method? Well, that's a good question. And yet I think a lot of times it depends on the principles similar to what we just discussed. So let's say, you know, that person's very good, especially on their dynamic, they call it dynamic effort. We're talking about speed, basically fast. Yeah. Power, power, like lower into power, like, you know, speed area. Yeah. So is that person pulling down, pushing up on a squat? I mean, pulling themselves down into the squat, pushing back up. That's totally different than if they're kind of lowering themselves down in the squat and pushing up fast. They're not the same. Um, Same thing on a bench press, same thing on a deadlift. And again, we're using, you know, the reason why I'm bringing up squat, bench press, deadlift is because that's where, those were the lifts that the whole, you know, the theory of, you know, that That, that conjugate system type of mentality. Correct. So it came from the, the powerlifting, you know, yeah, and I, and I talk in those terms a lot because I think it I think it makes yes. sense to people. I, I think you know, and so I, I know where this kid is. Go- I know right. where he's going with it, but keep, right. but keep going, even though that may not be how we do everything. But I I know where he's coming right. from. I think so, too. Yeah, I didn't. No, want to absolutely. So uh, you know, if it, if it's so, if he's doing uh, if he's doing a lot of of things where he's actually engaging the opposite muscle. So again, you're turning on the agonist and and lengthening the antagonist. So, you know, as you're, as you're doing the bicep curl, is that tricep fully relaxing? And then bicep fully relaxing as I ex- execute the tricep, you know, and so on. If he's doing that, yeah. I mean, he could work out seven days a week and he could be fine, you know, right? Uh, because he's going to recover so quickly, you know, as, assuming his eating is okay and his sleep is good. But, you know. You, you, got, you guys hear that? Like, you hear that? You could train every day. As long as your eating and your sleep is good. Yeah. <laughs> you eat, you sleep, and it's yes. like. I want to hammer that in So, there. you know, that doesn't mean you never take a day off. It just means that your body can recover given, given the right stimulus. But then again, you can also tear it down really fast if you, if you, if you do a lot of like. I'm not, I'm not against slow negatives, slow lowering of weight. Okay, I'm not against that. You know, but. Yeah. That's usually, again, if we're talking about an athlete, that's usually not how your muscles are used in sport. And years ago, right, exactly. even even a generation older than me, okay, that, <laughs> that goes back a ways. So like the, the Romans, Romans or something? Yeah, like you it. know, yeah, probably <laughs> even, uh, yeah, maybe the Renaissance, okay? All right. So let's go. Oh, okay. That, back then, they did not really do a lot of weight room training and they felt like it made them slow so the reason why they thought that was because it did if you do a lot of this super slow lowering of weight and then even if you lift it as fast as you can lift it that lowering slow say on a squat i'm going to use a squat you're using your thigh muscles your quadriceps to control the, the slowness or how, how slowly you're lowering that weight, then you're using the quadriceps again to lift the weight. Where in reality, we use hamstring to pull down and quadriceps to push back up. Hamstrings, quads, hamstrings, quads, hamstrings, quads. I'm making a very simple, simple example here. It's yeah. a little more complicated than that, but it's... Uh, this, this kid's smart enough. He, it's he, he, on, he, he off. Gets it. It's... You know, so it's it's getting getting a muscle to turn on and then shut off so the opposite side can turn on. 
not shut off, lengthen. I'll, I'll okay. I'm gonna <laughs> Jay Schroeder will get on to me for saying that. L get a muscle to shorten and then lengthen and then doing that over and over and over again. If we do that, you can train twice a day, seven days a week, and you would be just fine. Again, assuming you're eating okay and you're sleeping okay and all that's good. So, right. Yeah. No, I I agree with you 100. I, I really don't have anything to add add to that other than just kind of clarifying the methods and, and, and the yes. terminology there. Um, I think in a simplistic sense, you can train the same muscle every day as long yep. as the stimulus is different, yep. so to speak. All right. So that's kind of number one there. All right. So the other side of it is understanding what max effort and dynamic effort methods are. So conjugate method, you know, Louis Simmons, West side, all that stuff like that's, that's kind of a, a powerlifting type of theory. But the conjugate method is, is really cool because you can manipulate it for athletics to, to, a, to a degree. Like, you know, and that's kind of the cool thing about it. But a lot of the, a lot of the conjugate method is, okay, you have max effort days and you have dynamic effort days. Now, like I said, you even heard me answering the other question. I still kind of like to use that theory. I mean, it's, it, it works to a degree, right, for, for athletes. But it does the muscle you're training doesn't necessarily matter. Okay. When you really look at the conjugate method, it's going to be about the lift and the efforts that you're putting in with percentages, not necessarily the muscles. Okay. So think about a runner, like what I'm not a long distance runner guy. Right. I, me neither. Period. <laughs> There's no, no, no discussion there. You're not going to get me to do it. So, but what is it? What's a runner do? They they'll go on a long run on a Saturday or whatever. Right. And then what do they do on a Sunday? Well, they go for like a little recovery run, right? And so they use their legs on Saturday. And then what they do on Sunday? Did they use their arms? No, they use their legs. Again, it's a different stimulus. And that's the point that I'll, I'll, I'm going to hammer home with that is, you know, understanding really what those two methods mean. And they're about developing qualities, not muscle qualities, absolute strength, strength, speed, 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 strength, and speed. Okay. Max effort, dynamic effort not muscle. All right. So I hope that, I hope that clarifies it. Um, both, both the, both Chris and I's take on that. Cause yeah, you can train the same muscle every day as long as stimulus is different. And if you're doing it the right way, lengthening and making the muscles work the way they should, like Chris was saying. So yeah, anything else I to think that's to that, good. Chris? Uh, it's, you know, it's, uh, I, I think there's a, if I don't know if there's a more, um, besides nutrition science, I don't know if there's a, anything that's more poorly understood than uh than strength training and recovery um yeah i you know just worked out don't i need to wait it you know skip a day well maybe maybe not i mean <laughs> you know it's, it's, it depends yeah. right i mean if you're an athlete training like a body training like a bodybuilder yeah i mean i, I we're gonna I, I just that that it hits a nerve that really i hate yeah. that it drives me insane athletes that train like bodybuilders i mean there's a time and place for some isolation stuff, yes, but when you go in and go train back and then legs and then chest and the shoulders and then arms and, and then another arm day, like that is not how right. athletes train, you know? And we actually are going to have an IFBB pro coming on here in the next month or so, and uh, they're going to talk about that a little bit as well. We, we won't release that uh, name and everything just yet, but... You know, I've trained, I trained a lot of bodybuilders. I have, I've trained a couple people for their IFBB pro cards. I've trained a lot of NPC competitors as well. Um, I've competed once before I got my ass absolutely kicked and it was, uh, it was a great experience. I loved it, you know, but 
if you're an athlete, right. don't train like a bodybuilder. That's kind of yep. a whole other conversation. But man, these yeah. were these were great questions, Chris. Like as as the podcast continues to grow and like we continue to reach more people as you guys keep sharing the show like you are, these questions are flooding in, man. Um, like I've got a binder full of them. So don't think if you if you submitted a question we hadn't gotten to it yet. Don't don't think that I'm I'm ignoring it or Chris is ignoring it. Like we kind of have we have these. We can only answer so many questions at, at one time. So we'll get you know we'll get to your questions. Uh, these are really good questions, and I'm gonna tell you we're gonna answer the the good ones, the thoughtful ones. You know if you just ask what the best exercise for chest is, like I'm not I'm not answering that. Um, yeah, my my time is more valuable than that. Um, <laughs> you know. Uh, so yeah, that's, uh, that's how we, uh, we're going to go about it. Keep the questions coming in guys. You know, the rule, the rule is to share the show, please, right? Share the show. We do this for y'all. We do this for the community. We do this to help get the information out there. And so all of us can, you know, think critically and grow and develop. And as we always talk about, the goal is to help build our communities up to the level of the major markets across the country and the mid South. I say the mid South, that's not just where we are. That's Chris's area as well. Guys, there's a, there's a lot of potential in our communities, and we want to help help grow it as best as we can, man. So share the show, please. Chris, you all got good. anything you want to add? All good. Five-star review. Five-star review. Yep. Yeah. Yes. Five-star review. All right. We appreciate you guys. Love you guys. Thanks. Share the show. See ya.